Hello, everybody, and hopefully, <laughs> this is take two. Uh, hopefully, I have the microphone turned on. It says it is. The little lights down at the bottom are saying it's working. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, folks. Um, you know me. I'm a technical blockhead. Uh, besides being old and gray, that's probably <laughs> that's probably a lot of it. Um, anyway, this is take two of the news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, June 17th, 2021. One individual on the previous uh, attempt said, I almost, I almost prefer to hear it without him talking. <laughs> so I might do silent news and views out there for all the, for all the lip readers. As another person put it. Anyway, I didn't even catch that I had done that, folks. Since I went and ate dinner and came back and I had a box full of emails. Anyway, so I think I got the problem fixed. Um, our My brain surgeon is looking into it. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, anyway, don't forget, tomorrow is VidChat at 6.30 U.S. Central Time. I'll be in there early. Uh, as always, for the little pre-chat that we always like to do. Uh, get your comments and questions in before midnight tonight, please, uh, so I can print them out and get them all kind of organized and in order and try and read through a few of them. Now, today's news and views, I mean, the Nefarium is busy. And um, this one is so wacko, transhumanist, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, I'll leave I'll leave it up to everybody. But these two articles, pardon me, now I've got the hiccups again. These two articles were shared by, uh, one by Catherine Fitz, another one by AC. We'll just, pardon me, give that individual some um, anonymity. But I want you to listen to these two articles. They're both from the same source. I believe it's actually a... Uh, Roman Catholic source, but it's on some legislation moving through the U.S. Congress and the French National Assembly. And I have some thoughts about this. As always, they're off the end of the twig, you know, high-octane, out-there-in-geosynchronous-orbit types of speculations. But uh, I'm increasingly getting the opinion or the feeling that we're looking at more than just a transhumanist type of agenda. So anyway, here's the first article. Uh, this article is by Ashley Sadler, and the title of the article is U.S. Senate Passes Bill to Give Billions of Dollars in Funding for Human-Animal Hybrid Experiments. I'm going to read just uh, a few paragraphs from this article, skipping around a bit in it. The U.S. Senate has passed a bill which will allocate billions of dollars to the National Institutes of Health with some of the funds expected to go toward a disturbing form of research whereby tissue from aborted babies is spliced with animal cells to create mixed species organisms called chimeras. Introduced by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, I just added him to my binding prayer list, <laughs> the U.S. Innovation and Competition Act, also called the Endless Frontier Act, was passed by the Senate, listen to this, in a vote of 68 
to 32 vote on June 9th. One of their concerns had to do with the bill's proposed funding for the National Institutes of Health, which has long considered lifting its moratorium on conducting chimeric experiments pending new guidelines from the International Society for Stem Cell Research. Oh, well, I can't wait to find out what those guidelines are. In trying to compete with China, we shouldn't become like them, Senator Daines, Republican of Montana, warned. It's critical that we draw a bright line against unethical forms of research that fail to recognize the distinct value of humans over animals, unquote. The National Institutes of Health's chimeric research plans had been stymied by a 2019 Trump administration policy which had shut down the acquisition of human fetal tissue from elective abortions for research and instituted an ethics board to review any such research at labs and universities. But in April of 2021, the National Institutes of Health announced it was reversing the policy permitting the acquisition of new fetal tissue from abortions for research and abolishing the ethics board requirement. Skipping a couple paragraphs here, in April 2021, Researchers with the Salk Institute of California injected 25 induced pluripotent stem cells from humans into macaque monkey embryos in a grotesque Frankenstein-like chimeric experiment resulting in the creation of human monkey embryos. And if you think that's out there, listen to what they're considering in France. This is a second article. It's titled, France Adopts Bioethics Law That Will Introduce Chimeras, Genetic Engineering of Human Material. And I'm reading principally in this article, somewhat longer, I'm reading principally from the beginning of this, uh, which I think will give you the idea of what's uh, going on in the French law. And then I have a weird comment, a weird observation, because... Uh, you guys know me. I'm totally opposed to this kind of thing. But, um, and it, you know, communist China doesn't seem to me like the kind of country we want to be emulating in any respect, <laughs> much less this. But anyway, here we go. Quote, the French National Assembly adopted a radically transgressive bioethics law that will likely enter into force at the beginning of July, once it has passed its last legislative hurdles after this third reading. It is truly revolutionary in its conception of the world and of society. It marks the end of the recognition of paternity, but also the beginning of legally manufactured chimeras and other kinds of genetic engineering of human material. France's first bioethics law dates back to 1992. From the start, provisions were made for its periodic revision, and over the years it has increasingly legalized embryo research. In its latest mutation, the law will allow access to artificial procreation to all women. Let me read that again. In its latest mutation, the law will allow access to artificial procreation to all women, including women in same-sex couples and single women, as had been promised by the French President Emmanuel Macron in his election campaign. 
access to medically assisted procreation for all, now it's for all, was rejected by the French population during public consultations before the draft law was set up and was also taken out of this text by the Senate in February, leading to further discussion by the National Assembly, which reintroduced the measure. The newly adopted version will go back to the Senate for a third debate within a few weeks, but whatever happens there, the lower chamber will still have the definitive vote, which is expected to take place by the end of the month at the latest. This is in keeping with the government's recent actions to force the text through Parliament. The law will introduce other significant changes. For the first time, destructive research on the human embryo up to 14 days will be allowed in principle. Until now, such research required prior dispensation. The new law will also liberalize research on human embryonic stem cells and allow the creation of artificial gametes, copies of human embryos, chimeric, em that's cloning, folks, chimeric embryos, which can be implanted in all animals, and transgenic embryos, including in vitro fertilization with three parents. Uh, we'd like to introduce you to your parents. This is your mother. This is your other mother. And this is your grandfather, who happens to be a golden retriever. I mean, folks, this is, this is, this is bonkers. I'm skipping a couple paragraphs here. The most publicized aspect of the law, however, was that of fatherless procreation, as mentioned above. Old-fashioned law, the law that organizes reality without contradicting it, that almost all of humanity has understood since the dawn of time, calls the woman who gives birth mother and father, and father the man who has begotten the new individual who was just born. Such law even allows the unborn child to inherit from its deceased father, if orphaned, in utero. French law assumes that the mother's husband is a child's father unless proved otherwise. All this is over. When the law enters into effect, begetting a child can become a merely symbolic and parenthood will be adapted to the woman's desire. And if you dare say that a child needs a father, it must be because you are irredeemably stuck in gender prototypes, blah, blah, blah. So there you have it. Now, what's going on here? Well, beyond in my opinion, sheer nuttery and um, other things. I think that there's two deep agendas here, and they're both serious. The second one is my off the end of the twig, out there in outer space orbit, wacky speculation. The first speculation isn't so wacky. I suspect that this is another way to put patent liens on human beings. And it's another way for Mr. Globaloni to get control over the human being itself if they can get control over reproduction. And once they do that, they own you. In other words, if you are uh, having children not the old-fashioned way, but through some technological process, they can perhaps insert a patent right or lien on 
your your offspring. So I suspect this is yet another way that they're trying to do this. This this question has been raised before with respect to GMOs. It's been raised with respect to these quaxines coming out in response to the COVID plan scandemic and so on. And I would not be a bit surprised if perhaps this whole chimerical uh, acceptance legislation might be somehow connected to that. I don't know. But we've been hearing these uh, stories and warnings from various doctors that these mRNA vaccines are able to modify your DNA somehow. So I don't know. Maybe this is related to that. But my second off-the-end-of-the-twig speculation is when I was reading these articles, I couldn't help but think of two things. The first thing I thought of was J.R.R. Tolkien and The Lord of the Rings, and more particularly, orcs. Because if you remember The Lord of the Rings, the orcs are these twisted zombie, you know, killer super soldiers that were specially bred by means of magic, in other words, a metaphor for technology, uh, to go fight normal people. You know, they were bred from elves, apparently, in the Tolkien universe. So I, I couldn't help but think, these people are creating orcs. <laughs> you know? But the other thing that that, in turn, made me think of was what's really the agenda here? Is it simply so that we can create chimerical beings, or, or what's the purpose of doing that? What useful medical research or purpose does that serve? And when I phrased the question that way, I couldn't help, also help but think of the old Babylonian uh, creation epic. They, they call it a creation epic. I happen to think it's a war epic. But they, they call it the creation epic. It's called the Enuma Elish. And if you read the fourth tablet of that ancient Sumerian text, that ancient Babylonian text, you have Tiamat, the goddess Tiamat, creating precisely chimerical creatures with which to wage war against the other gods. And these creatures, in one case, the text actually describes scorpion men. You know, that's, that's literally the way the text is translated in one of the translations. You know, it's a chimerical creature. So I have to wonder if the real hidden agenda here is to create some sort of... Uh, zombified, quasi-human, quasi-animal creature that they're going to use to fight wars. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but the more you look at what's going on now in the modern world and some of these ancient texts, the more frightening the parallels become. So I do have to wonder. Um, uh, Kathleen and... Uh, 168 in the chat room just now said Tiamat was said to be evil. Well, yeah, she was. Um, she was this kind of power-hungry goddess figure that, that created all these chimerical creatures. And incidentally, in, in my reading of that text, Kathleen, she also uses weather weapons, you know, so we're looking at that too. But anyway, um, these laws are just bizarre. You know, what really is the medical purpose for all of this? Now, I know the rumors out there that some people think that stem cells might be a key to virtual immortality and so on and so forth. Um, 
certainly I don't discount those things, but um, my guess is little good is going to come out of this research. Um, we could we could quite literally be living, as Tolkien puts it in The Lord of the Rings, we could li quite literally be living in the age of the orc, you know. Anyway, yeah, medical purposes, yeah. Mark Josepian in the chat room says, if you can dream it up, then DARPA can weaponize it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically that's true. Anyway, folks, apologies for the mix-up. I, I took somebody's suggestion long ago to heart to tape a little notice on a post-it note on my computer. Turn on the mic! <laughs> but, uh, that that all depends. Whoever made that suggestion, that all depends. If you remember to look at the post-it note. <laughs> but anyway, so apologies for that, folks. Don't forget the vid chat tomorrow at 6.30 U.S. Central Time. Get your comments and questions in early before I go to bed tonight. Otherwise, they get archived for the next vid chat. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your patience, folks. <laughs> we'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. God bless.